Having good communication skills is one of the most important things you can do to make sure your business stays in tip-top shape. So let's talk about a pretty boring communication strategy this week, email. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table. I'm your host, Candace Eisner. Hey guys, before I get too deeply into today's email topic, I wanted to mention something in preparation for next week's episode where we're going to be talking about MailChimp. Now, MailChimp is an email newsletter program that creates really beautiful professional email newsletters, like maybe the one you guys have seen me send out or other people's mailing lists you might be on. If you're thinking about jumping into email newsletters, or if you're already a MailChimp user and want to learn more about how to get the most out of it, there's this really awesome course I took back in the spring called Chimp Essentials. If you're interested in the course, registrations are going to be opening up again on September 1st, hence why I'm mentioning it now. You can learn more about it at nixie.ca slash podcast. That's my podcast page. Uh, check it out if you're interested. And actually, I recommend you do. So... We're now in the last few days of August, and I know many of you are starting to think ahead about the fall. Fall is usually a really busy time for massage therapists. So let's talk a little bit over the next few weeks about how to help your business get busy, stay busy, and grow in a way that makes sense for you over the long term. And, you know, not just that, hey, let's make lots of money while it's busy and then worry and freak out when it's not busy, because that's not healthy for anyone. For these next two weeks, I'm going to talk to you about the importance of email follow-ups. Yeah, I know. Some of you are probably thinking, like, what is this, 2001 email? And I hear that, I do. But even in this age of social media, email is still an extremely important part of client communications and your overall marketing plan. This week, I'm going to focus on direct client emails. That is, the follow-up emails, one-on-one -on -one stuff to clients you haven't seen in a while or want to follow up with for some other reason. This kind of stuff is crucial and helps you build and maintain your relationships with your clients. Next week, I'll talk about composing email newsletters and how to go about getting that into your regular schedule, which will help remind clients about your services and lead to increased bookings. This is what you can call an indirect approach, where you're sending the same email to a group of people and aren't sort of dealing directly one-on-one -on -one with people's specific reasons to seek out their treatments. So, okay, let's dive into this week's topic. Like I already said, following up with existing clients is a super crucial part of running a massage therapy practice. Sometimes we find ourselves overly focused on bringing in new business and thinking that's the only way we're going to fill our schedules and be successful. But in reality, it's the clients you already have that are a key to your success. In fact, they're probably the most important key to your success. Those clients already know you and have a relationship with you. What you want to do is nurture that relationship in every way possible so that they're that much more likely to come in regularly for treatments and refer other people to you. One huge way you can do that is by sending follow-up emails to those clients. This helps open the lines of communication between you and your client and keeps you and your services in their mind. Often, people do want to rebook and found your treatments really helpful, but they simply let it slip. A reminder is the perfect way to help them take that action that they did want to take, they just kind of forgot about. When you write your follow-up emails, it's really important to make them specific to each client. Don't just cut and paste the same thing to 20 people. These emails are a way to show you actually care about your clients 
And I actually hope that you do, because if you don't care about your clients, you should probably start thinking about finding another career. <laughs> um, but it's also a way for you to check in and see how they're doing with whatever it is you were treating, like or injuries or scar tissue or pain or stress or whatever it might be. Obviously, you shouldn't get super personal in this exchange. It, you do want to keep it, you know, professional, but tailor it to the relationship with that client. If the conversations have always been sort of all business, they don't chit chat about their life, then obviously you want to keep the email to a similar mood. But if you've gotten to know the person a bit and you've been chit chatting about hobbies or kids or your shared love of coffee, then you're certainly welcome to mention those things in the follow up because, hey, like I said, you want to personalize them to the person you're actually sending it to. When you write the email, make sure you actually ask them to book an appointment with you. This is a critical point. For some folks, this might be a bit uncomfortable, but remember, you can do this in a way that works for you without shying away from it completely. If you're not the type that's comfortable with being super direct with people, such as saying something along the lines of, I have this available time next week, when can I book you in? If that's not really your style, that's okay. Instead, you can ask them in a more indirect way, such as saying you've got some time in your schedule available to them and will be more than happy to book them in when they're available. The crucial thing here is to make sure you do ask them to book. You want to make it clear you want them to take an action. Now, how often should you be doing follow-up emails? Honestly, it should be an ongoing thing. It shouldn't just be when your practice is slow and you're like, oh my God, I need to get more people in. That's not helpful. And that's not going to help you set a precedent to people so that they can expect those emails. Set aside time at least once a week. Once a week is sufficient for most people, but you know, if, if you've got a really busy practice and lots of people to follow up with, maybe a couple times a week is better. Um, check your list, see who hasn't rebooked or anyone you should be touching base with for some other reason. And if you get into that habit of doing it regularly, you should find it won't take that long and it gets easier and easier to do each time. Like I've said in previous podcasts, practice makes perfect with all of these things. The other really key thing to mention is overall communication with your clients is so essential. So it's not just about the follow-ups, it's about communications in all ways. If they contact you and it doesn't have to be just email, phone or whatever, Make sure you get back to them within a reasonable amount of time. Really, you should be checking your email at least once per business day. I want to emphasize business day. And replying to anything that needs your attention. Phone calls are the same thing, like I just said. And remember, you should always respect your client's preferred method of communication. If they prefer email, email them. If they prefer phone, use that. I actually have this issue myself with a couple of offices I communicate with. For various reasons, I strongly prefer email. And they do have an email service available. But most of the time, they end up calling me back when I email them. And this is really frustrating to me because most of the time, if I've emailed, there's a really good reason for that. So take that to heart when you're communicating with your own clients, unless there's an extremely good reason why you can't email them, like your email is down or something, or your phone is broken and you have to use a landline. I don't know, something crazy like that. Another issue I want to stress is how quickly you should be replying to messages your clients send you. Now... If you're on vacation or it's your day off or some other reason you aren't at work, it's totally fine to ignore your messages. 
Everyone deserves time off. And of course, if you're in the treatment room with someone, you're obviously not going to be answering your emails. You know, if there's somebody who expects you to answer or reply within like an hour or two, that's probably an unrealistic expectation unless you actually told them you were going to reply within an hour or two. You know, um, but I remember those days back when I was working uh, as a massage therapist, like working eight plus hour days with hardly any breaks. And yeah, like no one should really be expecting you to reply to emails within an hour or two, like I said. But here's the thing I see a lot of healthcare practices do that's what that's not really OK. What they do is they tell people that if they email, they'll get back to them within two to three business days. Now, guys, it's 2016. That's not really okay, unless you're also okay with losing clients because you don't follow up promptly. I'm sorry if that frustrates you, but this is the way things have gone and why I'm all for being a bit unconventional in your business. There are certain things you do have to honor and communication with clients is one of the big ones. If you don't have time to send someone a full answer the same day or the next day, just briefly reply. Let them know you got the message and you uh, will look into it and send a full response as soon as you can. Don't automate this. That's another thing that I see that isn't really a great way to do it because it makes it seem like you're just, it makes the clients feel like they're just a number and not actually important to you. Make sure you sit down and you actually send a reply yourself. What's funny about this is because so many healthcare offices still do the two to three business days for a response thing, you'll actually end up surprising and delighting many people just be, by being on top of your messages, which is totally crazy. But it's actually totally awesome, too, because, you know, in the end, communicating well with your clients is really a key way to set them at ease. This shows them you're on top of things and that you, they can rely on you when they need you. It builds trust, which, as you guys all know, is so key to a client therapist relationship, and it helps them get to know you and your business better. So look at sending those follow up emails, see how your clients are doing and be genuine about that. Ask people to book appointments. Then reply to their emails as promptly as you can. Seems really simple, but this stuff goes a huge way in keeping your clients coming back and maintaining great relationships with them. Hey, if you found this podcast useful, I'd love it if you gave me a rating over on iTunes. Just head on over to the iTunes store, open my podcasts, look at ratings and reviews, and simply click the stars to rate. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. The music for this podcast is by Jason Shaw of audionautics.com and is used under a Creative Commons 3.0 license. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Jason.